1: also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. All right, hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We have an interview with Lisa Gunger coming up um, of the band Gunger, and she is also the author of a new book. But first, okay, Sarah, we've got to check in with you because last week (laughs) you teased out the fact that you, in addition to having your aura read. Mm-hmm. You also went to a psychic medium, and I have been waiting with bated breath oh to gosh. hear about this experience, because what? In the okay,
0: moment? so I don't even know. Well, some of it was kind of personal, and I'm going to hold that very close to me, okay? No. Um, oh, but no. Whatevs. Okay, so I... I then you're going to tell me that later. Yeah, no, I will tell no, you that funny. later. But <laughs> no, so uh, to continue the story, you know, I went to this wellness event. This medium was there. Um, I witnessed her reading for some of my friends. I mean, not obviously in the room, but they'd come out and some of my close friends were like really shaken to the core. We had some crying and I'm sitting there thinking, what? This is pretty insane. I mean, a lot of these people had um, loved ones who have passed and it, yeah, it was very, it was, it was just very powerful. So I didn't talk to her that day, but for some reason, when I got home, I thought, I'm just going to, I'm going to make an appointment with her. I'm just going to do it. We'll just see what happens. So I met with her last week. And once again, just like my aura reading, I was all kind of excited to hear about my life, like personal life or someone that's trying to speak to me or, you know, just all these, not really my career. But once again, Kristen, this thing was all about my career which I just think hmm. is so interesting because it's mm-hmm. not what I was wanting to hear. I mean, right. it's fine. It's just not something that was really on my mind. But so the the way that she works, I don't even know what she calls herself. I don't think she calls herself a psychic. She's just like a medium. But she was explaining to me that I would just sit down and that she she sees she sees visions or images kind of around me that like, you know, give her ideas of what to talk about sometimes she, it's auditory, sometimes she hears someone speaking to her about me, and she says these are spirits around me and so she'd always refer to spirit says spirit says which i got i'm gonna say it was kind of just i don't know I, I, I it felt very weird to me I'm like spirit says what like it's a Simon says what I, you know spirit says this spirit says um but she And I said, are these people that I, are these people that have passed on that I know? And she said, no, these are just people that are like, kind of like your angels in a way. So this was Hmm. very different than an aura reading, right? So, I mean, there are apparently all of these spirits in the room that have been following me. Now, she also is into past lives. So she basically told me that this was my third time. This is my third time out you here. go around. My third go around. Very interesting. She said that she thinks my first go around was Old Testament era. She sees me <laughs> in a robe, um, like, talking to groups of people. And okay. so, yeah, I'm like, whoa, I don't even know what to do. Like, I didn't know whether to laugh or I just – I didn't know. It, it's just weird having someone tell you this. But she'd always, like, pull it together and really speak to me um, in a way that was very familiar. So basically Mm -hmm. she said all three of these lifetimes I've been on have all been me. Um, She said not the word preaching, but me um, connecting with large groups of people, trying to inspire, um, sharing stories to a collective group to help people feel more seen or heard or speaking towards issues. Once again, she doesn't know what I do. None of that. Like she knows nothing about me, which I thought was really kind of interesting. And she's like, that's what you're here for. You're here, you're here to be a natural demonstration of having grace through, through life,
1: which, you know, I mean, what, what's interesting about this is, There's two presuppositions you've gotta buy in this this experience. And and one is the idea that you we have past lives. Right. And one is the idea that there are spirit guides. Right. Where are you at on both of those things? I don't know.
0: I mean here you you know how I am about most things, even religions, anything. I'm very open to all of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not like putting my foot down and saying this is complete crap. Um, but I I am skeptical. You know, Um, the thing that got me with her is that there is a certain phrase that I've used that when I was going through that rough time, you know, I was going through the rough time about four or five years ago, I really got into looking into spirituality, into manifestation. And so when I'm sitting down with her, what she does, she starts writing things and you're just sitting there and she starts Mm -hmm. scribbling on a notepad and I see her write this phrase... That was was a mantra for me during that year. Hmm. And
1: no way. No, that's interesting.
0: Kristen. I mean, and uh, of course, I'm trying to keep a poker face because I'm like, what if she's just trying to read me? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, But when I saw her write these three words, I almost lost it. I'm like, that's just something that, how did she come up with this? So she, she, I mean, (laughs) I definitely got pulled in at that point. I'm like, okay, you know, and. She just reiterated a lot of things that I've been thinking about lately that I haven't shared with people. And once again, we can go in the same way that you said with the aura, like, well, are these kind of generic things she's throwing out? Like, oh, you know, be a demonstration of walking with grace. Well, you could say that to anybody, you know? So I realized that, but when she wrote down that phrase, I nearly died. And then I have to say something else. So she also, um, she was, she, she's not like, Prophetic in nature. I mean, she's not going to be like, and this is going to happen to you then. But she kept on mm-hmm. telling me that she was seeing. Um, I don't even know if I want to. I can't see this thing. I don't know if I can share it. But she was. She saw a vision of something that she's like. I think this means something's going to happen in this realm for you, and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. And so it it definitely it it I totally related to what she was saying. It was like hitting ticking all my boxes. Right. Mm. And she's like, this is going to happen really soon. And something happened four days later that basically was exactly what she said was going to happen. And it's something that's completely rare. It's never happened to me before. Sorry. I'm being so vague. I hate being such a vague book, but, um, and it blew my mind. I got an email from someone that it, it, yeah. I'm being so vague, sorry, but I just, yeah, I just, you know, but but it, it blew me away. Like I just, I got an email and I was like, this is exactly what she said was going to happen. And I didn't expect it to happen. It was out of the blue. So yeah, how does that happen?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: (laughs) It's so weird. So anyway, it was just, you know, I think I'm really glad I, I went because it made me think about stuff in my future and what I really want to do with my time and how I want to do it. And, um, but gosh, it's so interesting.
1: That is fascinating. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because I don't, I don't necessarily think that we are, that we've had past lives and I don't yeah. know about spirit guides, but I do think that some people have... Some kind of a connection, whether it's intu- intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Where they could, yeah, that is interesting.
0: It was. I mean, I walked out of there just like in a daze. I drove I home just thinking, whoa. And then to see things kind of manifest mm-hmm. from what she said was even more. And that that's, that's when wild. you're like, whoa, that is really that's weird. Really wild. Yeah. So anyway, so there you go. <laughs> there's there's mm-hmm. my story, Sarah's psychics and aura readings. I think you have reached peak woo woo on this oh, one. Dude. I, I think I yeah. I've hit woo woo limit. But of course I'm so yes. intrigued. Oh, that's the other thing she did. She had all these different yeah, she had all these different kinds of cards. You know, like, so oh, she's boy. not, re- she's not really into tarot cards and I'm not really okay. either. Not because I think it's the occult and, oh, it's so evil, but really because I don't like a lot of the illustrations and drawings on tarot cards. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to wake up in the morning and flip a card that's got a dagger on it going through a skeleton. Yeah. Like I just, it's disturbing, it's disturbing. Yeah. but mm-hmm. she had all these different kind of cards just, um, And she'd have me flip, and she was telling me how to use cards like this and how to, like, shuffle it up. It was so interesting. Oh, uh, that's – yeah. I'll be talking about that in our two thumbs up. I've got one of those coming up. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So um, (laughs) there's my psychic story. Tell me
1: what's going on with you this week. Well, okay. I have some very sad news, which is that I think I am allergic to caffeine. What? Yeah. Like not just like sensitive to it, which I've always been, but I think I've actually developed an allergy to it,
2: which I know I always, how, what happened?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, okay. Over the last couple months, I have noticed, and I've been struggling with panic attacks. They've been health related, but I have noticed the connection that they happen on a morning when I drink caffeine. mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Yes. I'm here for that. For sure. So, and I will get, I will get, um, very like heart palpitations, Mm -hmm. very upset, Mm -hmm. very like in a fog Mm -hmm. and then I'll feel nauseous Mm -hmm. and sick and panicked. Mm -hmm. And I did notice that this was a caffeine thing. So I went off caffeine completely thinking, okay, this is just like affecting me psychologically. Then the other day I go to Starbucks And I ordered a decaf, as I do, and I think that they gave me a regular, which happens. That happens. Yes, Human error. I go to Starbucks kind of a lot, so the chances of that happening are there. Um, So I down a five-shot iced espresso, Mm. um, and I immediately just start feeling shaky and panicky. But in addition to all the psychological stuff, I felt super sick, Mm -hmm. and I threw up. You threw up? I threw up. Oh, well, that's new. And I had to lay down for a few hours. So then I was like, that's weird. So the next day, I decide like a dumbass that I'm going to test it. (laughs) That's so So me. That's so me. uh, Exactly. So I have like a cup of green tea, which for years, I would drink green tea every single morning. You did. With very little effect. So I'm like, I'm going to have a cup of green tea. What? harm could it do? And I got sick again. And you threw up again? I didn't throw up, but I mean, we're talking, I had like, you know, a quarter of the caffeine I had the previous day, but I felt Uh nauseous. I felt panicky. I felt heart palpitations. So then I go on Google because of course, and it's a thing, I guess, adult onset caffeine, like allergy is a thing. Interesting. I think it's crazy that you threw up. I know. I mean, my obvious next step, because it's also possible I had a two day stomach bug. So my obvious next step is to try it again with some distance. I just haven't had the day where I'm like, I'm going to risk (laughs) like potentially feeling super sick. Today's the the day day. I want to throw up. Right. I mean, I'll try a small amount, but I, I I really, for sure. Okay. For sure. I cannot drink caffeine because it gives me a panic attack. Oh, for sure. And it also may or may not make me puke. Um,
0: I just think that's really bizarre that you actually had like the vomiting. I know. Um, I have to say to you right now, this is funny that you're talking about this because you know I have been off caffeine since I was 28.
1: Yeah, and you're I'm, you're a non caffeine
0: person too. Yeah, 43, mm-hmm. and um, I'm actually trying really hard to hold my stuff together right now because. <laughs> I woke up really tired this morning and I get these smoothies delivered, these frozen smoothies by um, Daily Harvest is the name of this company. Oh,
1: I know that. I I think I follow them on Instagram. Yes. I'll
0: actually link to them. They do, Uh they send smoothies and then you just put them in your freezer and you can just add almond milk. So I I went ahead and got a little frisky and decided to just like ask for their favorites, not actually hand pick. Mm -hmm. So... They had one called Cold Brew Plus Almond. And I thought to myself... Mm, that sounds delicious. And it can't be. I'm sure there's not that much caffeine in it. Oh,
1: do you not know that about cold brew? <laughs> I don't know
0: anything right now. Oh, I, I know that I'm about to like have a panic attack during this podcast, but oh. I can I can hear my heartbeat in my ears like it's going anyway, so I drink this thing. I'm like, delicious, and then I thought maybe I should like actually look what's in this. So I went on site, you know, to read the ingredients. So not only is it like mega cold brew, so they actually have like coffee beans that I that went in my blender, and so I think <gasps> I basically just drank like the equivalent of like mini espresso shots, and I um I'm sweating, my heart is probably going 130 beats per minute, and I'm probably gonna die. I'm probably gonna die on this podcast right now.
1: I'm dying. Goodbye. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's terrible.
0: That is so terrible. Why did? But see, I just. Why do we do that? It's just like you saying, well, I'll just, I'll just try it again. I, I read the thing. It said cold brew. I know cold brew has caffeine in it. I'm not like... It wasn't but I like, mean,
1: not just caffeine. I believe cold brew has more caffeine.
0: Yeah. So basically, when does this end? Can someone please let me know?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible.
0: Oh, it's not. I'm so
1: shocked that you drank caffeine because you, you are a total like no caffeine person. Because
0: I am a freak. When I drink caffeine, I'm actually telling myself right now, like in my brain, I'm saying, Sarah, talk slowly. Sarah, talk slowly. <laughs> because if I was talking at the level that I wanted to, we'd be talking, manic, 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 manic.
1: Okay. Well, it looked like you had a really fun weekend though. So Yes, I, mean, I did. I'm,
0: I'm very, I'm very exaught. I'm very, very tired. I went, you went to, to Austin, Austin or Dallas, Austin. I went to Austin to see my like all time favorite band ever. They the closest they got to Oklahoma City was Austin. And I talked my husband and our two friends into going down with me. And not only did I talk them into it, I made them show up at the concert when the doors opened. I was on the <laughs> I was on the front row out of like a th- I oh mean it was gosh. a huge, it was Stubbs amphitheater. If anyone knows is familiar with Austin, it's a big amphitheater. I was literally up against the metal barricade. Like I could practically touch wow. the band. Their name is Future Islands. Um and it was so much fun. And then we just ate our way through Austin. I put a call out to people for like their favorite spots and the ones that got the most, you know, that I heard nice. of the most. We, we just ate. The, it was so great. But I was, am exhausted. Oh, I just, I'm
1: sure. I just, you know, these, sure.
0: these trips, you know how it is, right? 43. Oh, hello.
1: I no, Can't. I do. I know. I'm actually going to New York on Wednesday. That's right. For a speaking gig, but you know that I'm going to try to see a show every night that of I'm there course and you pack are. in every single thing. I mean, I know. It's, you know, you get time away and you just go crazy.
0: Yes. Yes. I get it. I know. So that, um, I'm tired, but also having a panic
1: attack. I mean. Okay. Well, at least you know why. Like you can talk yourself down. Oh yeah. No, is, no. This is a feeling. I'm used this to this. This is not a permanent state. I know. You're like, whatevs.
0: But my mind is going all over the place because what is, what is, um, what is the, (laughs) listen to me. Oh my God. See, it's really kicking in now. What is the Broadway show that I went to see that's so great with Ben, whatever in it? Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. I do want to say. I mean, I I went because you were like, Sarah, it's, and I'm not, I'm not like a theater person. I I like Mm -hmm. it, but it's not like what I'm going to do when I go to New York. And so I went to that and obviously it was amazing. It blew my mind. I think I like ugly cried the entire time. Oh, it's so good. I do have to say the only other person in this world that like is that charismatic and that amazing on stage is
1: the lead singer of Future Islands. Okay. You posted, I made fun of your Instagram video because he is doing like rocket kicks yeah. in the video you posted. He
0: and that I just he he would sob, he would wow. dance, he would ju- he is just and all three of the people with me afterwards were like I'm so glad I went to this concert. I've never seen anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's He uns- sounds
1: like an amazing performer yeah. slash potentially mentally ill. Possibly. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we did all decide on the way home. I said Anyone else in this world, it's Ben Ben Platt. Dear, ben Platt from "Dear Evan
1: Hansen." Oh, I love him a lot.: Oh, me too. Oh my gosh. A whole lot. Oh my gosh, a whole whole bunch. My daughter loves him too. I don't think he's on her team. I'm not: not so
0: Yeah, sure. I, but. yeah I'm not sure, but I would not try to, to bring that to, to her. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be a hard one.
1: <laughs> this theater girls fall in love with the wrong boys.: I know. You, you know that <laughs>
0: feeling.: I do. I know.
1: I do. I know. All right. Uh, what are your two thumbs up this week? What are you loving? Okay.
0: So my first one is a set of cards. Like oh, I was boy. talking about. I know. Just will you just chill? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she pulled out a specific grouping of cards. They're the Rumi oracle cards. Now, you know, Rumi was this like Sufi mystic from the 13th century. He has got, you know, you see Rumi quotes all over the place. I learned a lot about him when I did my yoga training, all of that stuff. For some reason, she had all these cards sitting there. She's like, I really feel like you are going to connect with these cards. Now, I love the idea of these cards. It's just like a devotional, you know? Yeah. Um, so instead of maybe reading a Bible passage or, I mean, I see a lot of people that have like the little books, but what right. I love about this is it's this grouping of cards. They each have an image and then there's a little book that goes along with it that has some of his quotes and just, you know, just things to think of, think about, things to think on. And so okay. you shuffle them up and you just kind of run your hand over them and you grab the card that, you know, you that that's the one that speaks to you that day. You flip it over and then you read this probably short, two little pages. And it just, it's lovely. It's a a nice little quote. It's a really nice way to start the day.
1: It's a reading. It's it's a daily reading. Yeah, it's just a a daily
0: reading. reading. I mean, I think some people might get turned off because they see the cards and they think, oh, but it really is. It's just a daily reading and you just have a little bit more um, choice in what you're going to read, whatever your body's telling you or whatever. So (laughs) I, and they're really pretty. They're not freaky looking like tarot cards, you know, they're just, they're pretty little illustrations. So that's my number one. I love them. I got them. The first time I ordered them, they got lost in the mail, which of course I was like, Mm. what does that mean? What does that mean? Am I not supposed to have them? But I did get them and I do love them. So if anyone's looking for like a little type daily morning meditation reading, I highly recommend those.
1: Okay. That's actually really cool.
0: Yeah, I think you might like it. And then my other two thumbs up is I just have to say, first of all, to all of you who have been so helpful, whether you've emailed me or it was in our Facebook community group about my digestive issues, I can't tell you how many people were like, yes, I've had that. Have you thought about this? And so it's Hmm. been great because I've had a lot of things that I have not thought about. And I'm still kind of having it. It's not as bad. But a lot of people recommended um, getting digestive enzymes, which are uh-huh. these you know capsules you take right before you eat. And it contains oh. enzymes that help break down food. Because a lot of people were like, you know, it might not be a stomach acid thing. It might just be that your food is not digesting properly. And so it's just kind of stuck and gives you that bad feeling in your chest. And I have to say they have helped a lot. You just take one capsule before you eat. And it just helps break down that food and get it through your stomach. So is this,
1: is this different than a probiotic or is it made of probiotics? It is like, different. Yes, okay.
0: it is different. Now there are like probiotic, probiotics that have prebiotics in them. Right. Um, okay. The one I bought does have a probiotic in it, I believe. Bromaline, amylase, lipase, cellulase, lactase. These are all these okay. supplements that help break down food. Got it. But I will link in our show notes to the ones I bought because these were the specific ones that were recommended to me by an awesome selfie listener. And I want to say thank Love you. Um, and thank you. And once again, selfie Facebook community group, is the bomb. It's like solving my yeah. life's problems.
1: It is. If you guys are not in it, you really should be because it is such an excellent resource. I mean, I have had so many problems also yeah. um, answered in that group. There's, it's just a really savvy group of people um, there to help. Everyone yeah. is very helpful.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So if you're looking for some advice or just wanting to vent mm-hmm. that we are here for you, come visit us at the Facebook community group.
1: For sure. So
0: what do you have for some thumbs up?
1: Well, the first thing I have is related to my children. Um, okay. I have two teenage boys and they're the stinkiest ever. Like <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. I have taken them to the doctor and it's their feet. It's, it, well, oh it's my armpits gosh. too, but it is their feet. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and go on record to say that I tried, I gave, I gave The natural deodorant for many teenage boys. The college try for a year. Yeah, and I did have to admit it was not cutting it. Yeah, not happening. Just gone full on Old Spice. But yeah, um, the feet, the feet, the feet. So I googled, and you know, I'm trying to figure this out. So anyway, there is this body wash I found on Amazon. Of course, it is an antifungal tea tree oil. So it's antifungal, but it's also Clean, pretty clean, yeah, you know, yeah, it's based on um and, and what's great about this body wash is that it's good for the face. They can use it on their face. It's helpful oh. with acne. Oh. it's good in the armpit with fighting, you know, the bacteria that smells in your armpit and it's good on the feet. So for my boys, I will say I, for a while had different washes for different things, you know, use this on your face, but Mm -hmm. then you use this on your armpit, but you don't use that on the rest of your skin. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, I had those antibacterial soaps that I didn't really want all over their whole body. And it's just, it was too much for them. Yeah. So then I think they would just go like, I won't use soap at all. Yeah. Too hard. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now I just have, it's it's from Purely Northwest, this one body wash that they can use in a pump. They can use it from their face all the way down to their feet. And it is just, it works really well. And I don't know, it's just been easier and more successful for my boys.
0: So is it, does it smell kind of minty?
1: It smells tea tree-ish, you know? It smells medicinal, but I actually think it smells good. And according to their, you know, uh, and I found it, by searching Amazon. And there were like 5,000 positive customer reviews. Mm-hmm. But according to them, it it will prevent ringworm, toenail yeah. fungus, jock itch, acne, eczema. Like it works for all of it. And it's, you know, by and large based on essential oils, which is nice.
0: Yeah, I think I might need to try something like that for my son because, you know, he's going through puberty. And he doesn't have yes. cystic acne, but he has these like red, small red bumps, like all over his cheeks and kind of down the sideburn Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like that might be the ticket.
1: It might be. And another reason I chose this one too is because my oldest has eczema and, you know, is breaking out a little bit, which is a really hard combo to find something that works for both because you don't want to dry them out, but you also don't want to moisturize the breakout. Right, right. So I'm really liking it. Good. It and has really it I well. mean
0: have have you noticed a decrease in feet smell? Uh,
1: you know, what's hard about the feet smell at this point is I think it's kind of baked into the shoes. I know. That's the pro- that is that's the deal. <laughs> so I what I think I need to do is do a full like detox mm-hmm. of the shoes, mm-hmm. like spray the chemicals into the shoes.
0: Yeah. Do they wear socks? i think I'll see. They do.
1: Yeah. Sarah, I don't even know. I yeah. don't I don't get it. I My- mean they They ride their skateboards to school. They get to the skate park after school. They have PE. They're very active. Oh, they're
0: super active. I was sitting here thinking, like, my son just does not, his feet do not smell. Um, But I don't think he's nearly as active as your boys. My boys boys
1: break a sweat like a couple times a day. They really do.
0: Which is funny because Malou is much more active and she's more apt to have like her shoes to smell. Yeah. I think it's just foot sweat.
1: That's. I think and then I'm like
0: writing them so hard. Did you wash between every toe? And I, I show you them know. like, do you put your finger in between <laughs> each toe? And totally. you know, they're like, yeah, yeah. But you know, they're not doing that. No. I remember there were no, a couple of think, like months yeah. in my life when I was probably like, not like eight or nine, when I would just think that if I just washed my hair with shampoo and let the shampoo rinse all over mm-hmm. my body, that that was enough washing for me.
1: Oh, for sure. I I mean, my boys, I know that sometimes they don't use soap and I'm so, at this point, because it's been so many years, not months, years of this conversation, that they'll get in the car at school pickup and I'll be like, you smell terrible (laughs) and your friends are probably making fun of you. So you just resort to shaming them. I just shame them. Of course. You smell so bad. I don't even want you in this car. Well, you know, they say once they
0: start having, you know, romantic feelings for someone or that's when it all
1: changes. Like when they're like, oh, wait. not been my experience. So
0: so, so they already have interest in things? Oh, fully.
1: Fully. Yes.
0: My son's only interested in robots, so.
1: Oh, my boys (laughs) definitely have high, high interest in the ladies.
0: That is... Well yeah, you should de- you should fully shame them. You know women, girls are going to think you are gross.
1: I totally <laughs> do. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, um, so what else do you have for us?
1: Okay, and then the other one is a new book. I haven't read the whole thing, but I just started it and it is like, whoa. Um it's called The Worry Trick: How Your Brain Tricks You Into Expecting the Worst and What You Can Do About It. Well, that sounds like my life. Um, exactly. I know I read the title and I was like, yes, I'll order that. So (laughs) yes, please. I know. So it's, you know, it's kind of based in cognitive behavioral theory, which I really like. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to read more of it and I'll report back. Um, but I'm pretty excited to be reading this one.
0: Okay. You have to report back for sure.
1: I will. Okay. I will. All right, well, let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors that we really like. Lola is a female-founded company that offers a, a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. They started with their company with a simple and seemingly obvious idea that women should not have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products they are putting in their body.
0: Yeah, that kind of makes sense, huh? So um, the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So obviously most of them don't. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. No, thank you very much. And they a lot of them are treated with synthetic dyes. So Lola products are a hundred percent organic cotton, praise be. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in addition to them being, you know, nice, clean, good products, what's amazing about Lola is that it is a subscription. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Y'all know I love the subscriptions because I cannot stay on top of things. I don't know how I've gotten to 43 years of my life and I still can't manage to have tampons on stock. (laughs) But so what's great about Lola, they have this monthly subscription box that's totally customizable. You can pick your products, you know, if you want half pads, half tampons or just all tampons, what mix of absorbency you want how many boxes you want per month, how often you want them to come. So you don't have to think about it. You can keep your period supplies on autopilot, which is really nice. And it's also flexible. You can change it. You can skip a box. You can cancel whenever you need to.
0: Yeah. It's totally flexible. And I also love that they've added pads and liners to the mix so I can get everything I need delivered to me on like one delivery. so, we have a special offer for you guys for 40% off all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter the promo code SELFIE when you subscribe. That's mylola.com, promo code SELFIE for 40% off all subscriptions.
1: This is a sweet deal. Yeah.
0: Yes. So,
1: are you ready to jump into this interview with Lisa Gunger? I am so ready. I'm really excited we get to chat with her. So for those of you guys who are not familiar with Lisa Gunger, first of all, she is one half of the band Gunger with her husband. She's a singer and songwriter. She has a beautiful voice. Um, in addition to being a singer and songwriter, she is also an author. She just wrote her first book. It's called The Most Beautiful Thing I've Seen. It is a really poignant memoir of her life and um, some of the challenges that she has faced. Um, we're going to talk with her further about that now. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, thank you guys for having me. This is great. So,
1: Lisa, you and I, well, I knew who you were. For a long time, because I was a huge fan of your music. But you and I oh. met on a trip to Israel. Is that right? I think that's right. Yes, we're it saying. is right.
2: And I, and I didn't know that you were a fan of the music then. So that's well, awesome. I, of course, <laughs> I was
1: playing it cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you I played mean, it cool. Of course, I said
1: nothing and acted like I didn't know who you were. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, so you just wrote your first book, right? This was your first book? Mm hmm. And it's called The Most Beautiful Thing I've Seen, Opening Your Eyes to Wonder. It is a beautiful memoir, journey of faith. It is, I, I feel like it is a, a tale of finding hope again. And I think what you did so well in your book is obviously there are details of your story that are specific to you. You know, you, um, you had a journey becoming a songwriter. You had this journey of um, a really interesting relationship. You know, with a husband who you also create music with, and mm-hmm. then you guys had an interesting arc of 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 faith kind of remolding and rediscovering, and then you had a child with Down syndrome. But I feel like like I don't have all of those specifics, but your discoveries in the book were so relatable and so universal. There was a moment in in your book um where you talked about you went on a silent retreat and mm-hmm you met Ruth with the hippie beads <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Ruth
1: and, and, you know, I think you were involved in there, there was some kind of a, you know, exhortation to like be in gratitude and thankfulness and, and you were kind of really honest with her and saying, you know, I'm not really feeling thankful right now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you had things going on in your personal life and you were looking at things in the world. Um, And then she said to you, I understand, and therein lies the meditation. And you you Mm kind of had a light bulb moment in that. Can you talk about about that in in that um, finding gratitude in the midst of, you know, both personal and global suffering?
2: Yeah, I think now when I think about that moment with Ruth, I think she was pointed to something that she knew was coming for me. Mm. Um, I think we so often look to people for an answer that they just, they can't give us. Because um, sometimes the only way we learn is often, more often is just going through it and we get the lesson that we need that nobody else could give us. Like Ruth, therein lies the meditation. I think Ruth was saying, yeah, this is how do you, it's the beauty and the, that's the whole meditation of life, mm-hmm. seeing suffering, Those
1: things coexisting
2: and, and beauty, uh, having all of it exist. And, you know, now I, Michael and I, we, we listened to a lot of Ram Dass now.
0: I love um, Ram Dass.
2: <clears throat> yeah I love Ram Dass oh. so we quote him all the time yeah that's the only person I quote for the rest of my life <laughs> that'll be great <laughs> but he I remember listening to a podcast or it's the Be Here Now series where he was talking about that too um suffering and how it's perfect
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like what a it seems like a very arrogant arrogant thing to say, like, oh, look at it, the suffering of the world. Not perfect, as in all of it is wonderful. Look how wonderful of look, how perfect this suffering world is. It's a, like the way that he uses the word perfect is different. It's, it's, it's all the beauty and the pain coexisting
0: mm-hmm.
2: and resting in it. So like and I talk about this in the book, suffering uh, is what happens when we want something to be different than it is.
1: Hmm. Um, that's so good.
2: So, like, that's that's the meditation of life, and I think that's what Ruth oh, was yeah. sitting there understanding when I didn't understand it. You know, I didn't even understand what she meant or what all of that meant for for a long time. But I I I talk about this moment on after that with Ruth that next morning as the sun came up. Uh, I think that was the first time in my life I was able to. F- to know what that feeling is like um, and this is before Lucy was born the feeling of oh this this is oh this is perfect there's so much suffering in the world and there's so much beauty and joy like they can it's the yin and the yang someone could have explained that to me in a the best most eloquent paper and I wouldn't have understood it in my in my very being, and I think that was the first morning I understood the yin and the yang, the pain and the suffering, the perfection that all of it is. Um, and then I kept learning that. I still learn it now. Yeah, yeah. we do every <laughs> when day. Every day, yeah. Michael. Just the other day, I was like crying. I think yesterday, I like, cried. Like I don't. I'm so. I'm so upset about this, you know he's like, yeah, what is that? I'm like, I know, and it's our 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 fights are really like comical now. sometimes we'll just start laughing and then sometimes we're like, i don't i can't I don't want to know you or I don't want you to quote Ram Dass right now. I know that it's <laughs> no Ram Das
0: <laughs> no
2: not right now. I want yeah. the suffering. I want to feel the suffering, and I want you to suffer. <laughs> just detach from the suffering lisa the (laughs) suffering so much oh man it but i i know it i know it's true anytime that i'm feeling that angst i'm like okay this is me suffering So i want this to be different than it is how how do i just let that go Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and let that anger go and obviously there are things it's hard to talk about that right it's hard to say just let it go i mean kids there are people all over the world who need clean water there are people dying there's genocide there's all of these things that we need to help and work towards and uh create equality and freedom for everyone um so it's hard to have this conversation and and um not be misunderstood, right? Right, it's...
0: absolutely.
1: There's another section of your book where you talk about, I mean, you had so many perspective shifting experiences and you know, after you had Lucy who has down syndrome, you talk a little bit about the the realizations that came to you and I'm sure you were aware of these before, but it was, you know, obviously I think when you when you have a child who experiences oppression in some way which has been you know has been true for me too in raising black children but you're talking about um, you say I want Lucy's life to be valuable but I had an ill-defined notion of what valuable is and this idea comes only because I felt this in myself we have all felt it our value lies in our ableness it lies in whether we have we wow someone with our ability or disappoint them with our inability We are the tree ashamed of its branches. We have bought into this idea that our bodies and lives need to measure up to something. But when I look at my girls, I already see it. Pure beauty. If you were told yourself as a baby in your arms, you surely wouldn't have some of the ideas you now have about yourself. I think you'd see things differently. This is the point that your book put me in the ugly cry. But I just, I loved this idea of, of just inherent worthiness. As opposed to this idea that our abilities are what earn us a place in the world.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I still feel that. I still think we all still even after this, like I I think for me, there's this idea like once I said this, then I would never struggle with that again <laughs> you know, like once this book was if released only insight led I'd to be...
1: complete and total behavior change if I know, I
2: know. <laughs> but I had the idea I knew it why can't I live it out uh, not the idea the realization yeah um, yeah, yeah I, I still often can just beat myself up for all the ways that I feel like I'm falling short and we can tell people I can tell my husband, I love you no matter what. And I've had all this realization and you don't need to change just like Lucy doesn't need to change. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing to fix. But then we're fighting and I want to fix something and then we're fighting or there's something (laughs) happening that it's going wrong in life. And I want to fix this thing in myself. Like I'm the worst planner ever ever. Ever, ever, ever. And I want to fix that in myself. Like planning gives me anxiety and stress. I'd rather have a party. I'd rather, Kristen, if you're like, we're having a party today, come on. I'm like, I'm game. But like if you were to say, hey, there's this party a month down the road. There's this weird thing in me that goes off even like I'm – I just go, nope, nope, nope. Don't want to do that because it's (laughs) – who knows how I'm going to feel in a month. (laughs) That's funny. Like a very anti-commitment, um, and uh, and I didn't. It didn't used to always be that way. I think, I think it also comes with you know having kids, and there's this pattern every day to your life that there's a certain amount of pattern that I feel like I can have, and then I go, okay, that's enough. That's enough planning mm-hmm. out. I need room to not plan and to just go with it. But that's really frustrating for, I think, the majority of the world. I think for a long time I've thought, oh, yeah, there's probably a good portion of us who are spontaneous. I think we all like that idea, but it really stresses most people out.
1: (laughs) Well, that is so so fascinating um, because I'm listening and I know you guys have talked a lot about the Enneagram. Sarah and I are pretty big on the Enneagram, too. Sarah and I are both threes. So we can plan until the cows come. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Just plan, oh. a
1: plan, and plan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I think also, though, when, when you were just reading that excerpt from the book, I almost got the ugly cry, too, because I felt like that really spoke to the three it in me. It did. D- does mm-hmm. it not? Just that, yeah. you know, there there is like mm-hmm. an inherent loveliness and wonderfulness about you, and it doesn't, oh, I just, I'm like, <laughs> over here it on mute. Not, <laughs> it's not it.
1: Oh. It's not dependent on your abilities, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's pushing the button. You're pushing the button. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do. We, yeah. we have to talk about the enneagram for a minute because you know okay. Sarah and I are obsessed, and I know you guys. You have been a little bit too. Are there? Are, there, are mm-hmm. you like over enneagram now, or do you still find it fascinating?
2: I think I went through my over it phase, and now I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you're back. You're <laughs> it back. was so much. Which is sometimes, which is funny, because sometimes I'll go, I'm over it, and then I'll think, well, maybe you're a four, because that would be a really poor thing to do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, whatever everyone else is into, I'm like, oh, I'm totally over that, guys. Let's give me time to something in the house. But I think it's, <laughs> it has been so incredibly helpful in our lives. I know we hear that all the time, but it has. We mm-hmm. just had an argument with a friend, and I'm like, oh, You're an eight. I'm a two. Let's let's talk about that and how we like. I go to eight and in unhealth, Mm -hmm. so sometimes the the bold brashness, which in my health is super funny, and I love I love eights. I think like some of my best friends have been eights because they're so opposite from me, and they say things I would never say, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, and I love the yeah the justice drive and the. Yeah. Oh, I just I love the people who are challenging the system because I've, for a good, a good part of my life, was afraid to challenge that, you know. But then, I can take that as, as unhealth. My projection is it's unhealth because that's where I go. So anyway, all that to say, I'm not over it for right now. I've been to like workshops. I've talk to our friends about. It. I was just talking to another friend about our relationship and how we. Relate to each other as a two and a nine. And it's all very helpful. Oh, so Michael's
1: a nine. I don't know why I thought he was a five. He's a
2: nine. No, no, Michael's a five. I was talking to another friend today about oh, you know, Michael's. It. <laughs> Michael's all the way a five. All the way.
1: Yeah. Okay. So as a two, what does mm-hmm. self care in your health look like for you?
2: Self care. <laughs> I wake up (laughs) self-care is
1: it too is that a thing you mean
2: caring
1: (laughs) for others yeah caring
2: for for someone else you mean when I give someone else something then I feel good (laughs) (laughs) totally no I actually I actually feel like I have really good self-care practices now every morning um, before I get up I just lay in bed and I'll do a body meditation and Mm -hmm. sometimes I just have my my palms open and sometimes I'm actually hugging myself (laughs)
1: So, that's awesome uh, that's fantastic
2: every morning mm-hmm, I do it every morning that is fantastic yeah. yeah I mean we have kids so sometimes it's not the first thing I do you know sometimes right. that's all the kid stuff happens first but it changes my whole posture and how I approach every day so um, I'll, I've been listening to some they, this uh, audio book by Judith blackstone and so she does these body meditations it's all about mindful or fundamental consciousness and how we are not just aware of our body and our hands but we are our hands we are our feet and putting your like consciousness like in those parts of your body um and it gives me a lot of love for myself and a lot of well, okay, focus on my, my my heart and my <laughs> my brain if there's I think that it's helped a lot with the the problem of fixing so it's all mm. thanking my body for what it's done instead of trying to be angry and holding holding anger against myself I feel I will feel that tremendously we all do we feel pain in our body and a lot of times it's it is the anger that we're holding on to oh my against ourself mm. and totally. so I'll just like Heart, like and <laughs> I I feel kind of silly even talking about this because I I would hear about people giving themselves hugs I'm like oh that's just crazy that sounds so unnecessary I guess and which is I guess typical as a too loving yourself is so unnecessary but I uh, totally I do it now and so so I do the body meditations I. I say no to a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Just giving myself more space, more solitude. Uh, Cause I never used to do that. And I would just give and give and give and give, and then get to the max and then be angry. If pe- other people were not giving to the amount that I was. And then sometimes I would just give and give and give and give and be, and feel great about it. I, it wasn't yeah. always tiring, but I, But I didn't make time for myself, and I think that's been – it's actually been a really interesting season. Like, where I left off from the book, it goes into this whole new – I feel like I could have written, like, a whole new movement, you know, like, Mm -hmm. the circle, whatever, a whole new thing from what I'm learning on.
1: Well, that probably sounds like your second book, Lisa –
2: yeah <laughs> maybe part of me is like yeah, yeah I'll just <laughs> not I get up at 5am do that again <laughs> I know <laughs> uh, I think they I think there will be one um good I hope so but I yeah I think there will be I, I really enjoyed writing even though it was hard but I'm I'm learning a lot about my myself and how how to be a really healthy you. <laughs>
1: Awesome. well Lisa thank you so much for chatting
2: with us so yes. good to talk to you. it's so good to talk to you guys thank you for doing this today
1: thanks for joining us continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at, at @selfiepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast you can also visit our website to
0: check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to
1: Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.